Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God which we receive this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 11 verses 25 to 30. At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank you Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Some of you might recognize this, although it's kind of far away, so maybe it's hard to see. But it's a jig for making pocket holes uh, for wood projects. Earlier this week, I had a project I needed to make some pocket holes. And before I even started, I knew two things. Number one, I needed a new jig. Number two, I didn't have the right screws. But it was late in the day. I wanted to get it done, and you know, Menards is 25, miles, 25 minutes away. So I thought, well, I'll just make do with the screws I have and do it myself, it'll, it'll be fine. After putting 10 holes in the board and splitting it on top, I finally did what I should have done from the beginning, drive to Menards, get the right tool, get the right screws. After that, it went pretty easily. Got it done, went to bed. Jesus warns us of something very similar in our text. He's looking around, he's seeing the people of Israel, and he's seeing how hard they're striving to find God. How hard they're trying to find rest on their own. And he knows they're not going to find it. They're not going to make it because they don't have the right tool. Come to me, he says. I am the only one who can give you rest. It's a lot simpler when we come to Jesus. The theme of our sermon this morning is, Blessed is the man who sleeps in church. Of course, we shouldn't actually sleep in church. But the point is that we are blessed when we find rest here in Christ and in his word and we understand that the rest that we find in Jesus is more important than the rest that we find at home in our beds. Come to me, Jesus says, then only can you find true rest. The mistake I made, of course, was thinking that it would be faster to make do to use the shortcut rather than to spend the 25 minutes driving to Menards. We often make the same mistake thinking that we don't have time to go to church. Thinking that <clears throat> it's easier to get rest by sleeping in rather than taking the time to drive to church. Now it's true, of course, that our beds at home give us physical rest, whereas what Jesus promises us in his word and in his sacraments is spiritual rest. Well, nevertheless, the scripture leaves no doubt as to which is more important and which is actually more refreshing. The prophet Isaiah reminds us in Isaiah 55.2, Why do you spend money for that which is not bread? And why do you spend your wages for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me 
Eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. The prophet Isaiah here is challenging the people of Israel. Why do you spend so much time and energy trying to make do with physical food that you have to work hard and you have to pay for when what is far more satisfying and sustaining is the spiritual food from God? Jesus, reminded, Jesus is saying the same thing in our text. Why waste your time and your energy seeking rest in physical rest? You're not going to find it unless you first receive the spiritual rest from him. Martin Luther is often quoted as saying, I have so much to do that I must spend the first three hours in prayer. That seems counterintuitive to us. It seems to us if we have a lot to do that we don't have time to spend time in prayer and in devotion to Jesus. Just like I thought I didn't have time to drive to Menards. Even though in the end, it would have saved me a lot of time if I had just gone there first. Starting with Jesus is the only way that we're going to get things done in our life. When we're very busy, Martin Luther reminds us we don't have time not to come to Jesus first and start our day with that rest that Jesus promises us. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Again, Jesus is reminding us that those who seek satisfaction in earthly things alone will never find fulfillment, will never find the energy that they need. But those who eat and drink of him spiritually first and put that above physical eating and drinking will have more than what they need. This is true rest when we begin with Jesus. Later that night, that same night, after finishing that project that I had begun, it was late and I was tired and I was also a little sweaty and dirty from working all day. And in the corner of my mind, there was the thought that, well, I'll just go to bed. I'm pretty tired. I'll just go to bed and I'll worry about washing up, showering the next day. But I knew that not only would I get the sheets dirty and my wife not, might not like that, but I also knew that I wouldn't really be able to rest. I wouldn't really be able to sleep well until I had showered. It's hard to rest well at night if you're dirty. It's much easier to rest when you're clean and refreshed. Jesus is telling us the same thing in our text as well. It's hard to find physical rest if we're spiritually dirty. It's hard to find peaceful slumber at night if we have sins that are weighing us down and bothering our conscience and causing us to toss and turn. Jesus tells the people, come to me and I will give you rest because you can't find rest, physical rest, until you first are cleansed of your sin and find that spiritual rest that Christ offers. The prophet David, of course, reminds us in Psalm 32, a verse we're all very familiar with, I'm sure, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. The prophet David reminds us there that the one who is the one who is blessed, whose sin is washed away in Christ. The blessedness that David is talking about here is that gift of God in which Jesus walks with us and blesses everything that we do. Remember the life of Jacob. 
how when he was working for his uncle Laban, his uncle Laban kept trying to change his wages. First, his uncle Laban said, well, you can have all the lambs that are born spotted. Or, and then later he said, well, you can have all the lambs that are born striped. He kept changing it. But every time Laban changed which lambs it was that Jacob would receive, then all of a sudden, that's how the lambs were born. If Laban said you can have the spotted lambs, the lambs were born spotted. If Jacob said you, or sorry, if Laban said you can have the striped lambs, the lambs were born striped. Why? Because Jesus was with Jacob. God was with Jacob. And God was blessing everything Jacob did so that whatever he did, it prospered. That's the blessedness that David is talking about in that psalm. That blessedness of God being with us and prospering what we do. Prosperity and blessedness doesn't come from us making the right choices. Prosperity and blessedness comes from us being forgiven in Christ and God walking with us. This is true even when we've sinned. Even those who have committed some major open sin, like theft or fornication or adultery, that sin might have consequences in our lives, like unwanted pregnancy, broken marriage, or, or being in jail. But the one who comes to Christ and confesses their sins and receives from Jesus that absolution, that forgiveness, that washing away of our sin, can go forward in that same blessedness that God promised to Jacob and gives to us. Confident that even though we might still have the consequence of sin in our life, we no longer have to fear it. We no longer have to worry about it because Jesus is with us, God is with us, and he has promised to work all things for good. Even though that consequence might still be in our life, we know that God is with us to bear it and to bless us even through that consequence. And so we can go forward with joy. That is true rest, isn't it? True rest is not getting nine hours of sleep every night. But true rest comes from that peace of knowing that because my sin is forgiven in Jesus, I am blessed and God is with me. I don't have to worry about the things of this life for Jesus walks with me. One night Jacob slept with his head on a rock for a pillow. That doesn't sound like a recipe for a good night's sleep and waking up rested and peaceful in the morning, does it? And yet it was that same night in which God gave to Jacob that vision, that dream in which he promised, Jacob, I will be with you, and I will bless you. So even though Jacob slept with a, a rock for a pillow, and he woke up with the best rest, the most peaceful thing that he could have, that promise from God. We need to spend less time worrying about our pillows and more time worrying about our prayers and that rest that we receive in Jesus. Nothing we can do on our own will ever give us true rest. But here Jesus offers to us, offers it to us freely through his blood, through his death, through the forgiveness that he offers. Amen.